right. Well, welcome back to another re-education experience podcast. Again, with your host, Darren Langill. You get me once again. But again, today we brought on an awesome guest. Uh, and this guest, unlike most of the people I've been having, um, is not currently a practicing agent. And this is probably good news for you because you've heard a lot from realtors in the trenches on the go. But today, he's, he, this gentleman has built a business that I, I absolutely love. I actually wish you did even more in Canada than you do, but maybe we'll keep pushing you, um, but has a ton of experience in the real estate business. So he built this around knowing what we need. So welcome to the show, Jay O'Brien from a company called Client Giant. You may, I'm hoping you've heard of them, clientgiant.com. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for having me, Darren. Happy to be here. And I know just last week or maybe the week before you were up at Inman, you were up on the big stage, you know, thousands of agents. Uh, how did that go? It was great. Um, have you been to an Inman conference before? I have actually never been to Inman. I've been to like okay. everything else, but for some reason that one's always eluded me. Sure. So for the listeners who are unfamiliar, Inman happens twice a year, um, once in New York in January, and typically in the summer, it used to be in San Francisco, now it's in Vegas. And uh, due to COVID, it got pushed back to October. So um, yeah, it's basically a big uh, conference surrounding what Inman does, which Inman News, they provide real estate news on a subscription basis. So the conference has thousands of agents from all over the world. They do um, live streaming. They have you know keynote speakers, a ton of networking breakouts. It's just like a big learning workshop, if you will. So yeah, it went really well. Client Giant had a presence there. We had a booth. We met a ton of people, a lot of existing members. We were able to finally meet face-to-face, -face, convert new ones. And then, of course, we spoke on what we know best, which is the philosophy of what we do at Client Giant. Absolutely. Give me a little rundown about, I mean, I could, I could attempt to say what I think Client Giant is as a company, but I know there's yeah. a lot more elegance coming from the founder. Can you give me a little, uh, you know, uh, tee it up? Yeah. So Client Giant, the, uh, I guess the elevator pitch, what we do is we're an automated client gifting and experience company, sending things to your clients on your behalf, and we're a ghost in the process. So that's the what. Um, the why which I'm sure you'll want to get into is much deeper as to why you would send things to your clients or your employees or your friends or your family. And what sort of things do you send? What, what are the big don'ts of do, do not send? And um, basically all of those things that kind of play mental gymnastics in the mind of a, any business owner, especially a real estate agent. Um, typically those things are, what do I send? When do I send it? I don't, I don't send enough. I don't do enough. I'm not doing anything for client retention. My past clients really rarely ever hear from me. So it becomes very um, cumbersome for them to figure out what to do and when and how to manage and all that stuff. So what Client Giant is, is um, a, an all-inclusive service that does it for you. So you literally just activate somebody on a plan and you're done. You don't choose the gifts. You don't choose the messages. You don't choose the timing. You do absolutely nothing and you have a team of professionals that do it for you automatically and you just receive the praise and repeat and referral business in the process. So Jay, why? That sounds fantastic because I know I love the service and I reached out to you years ago about it. Can you speak to why you are qualified to kind of put yourself in this position and, and lead yeah. us crazy realtors down this path? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll kind of give you a little bit of my background for the listeners who are unfamiliar with my story. I got into real estate in 2011, um, much like many of you. You just 
grind it out. You do the best you possibly can. You call anyone and everyone, you know, open houses, door knocks, cold calls, whatever it is that you do for business. Um, that's kind of your starting point there. You know, there is no training book on this. You kind of just have to, to do it. So um, for me, I've always been a big advocate for doing what would work on me as a consumer and the inverse, not doing what wouldn't work on me. So I always wanted to do things that felt natural, felt good. Um, you know, like it was only a handful of years that I even dressed up for the job wearing a suit and things like that because it just really wasn't my style. But, um, you know, like with anything, after you complete a transaction, of course, you ask for a five-star review, you put it on Yelp, it's on Zillow, wherever you might go. And of course, you ask for um, referrals every step of the way. So for the first few years, that was going well. I was able to build a full-time career on real estate. Um, things were going great. And for me, that's really the time that you want to check in with yourself the most as a business owner is when things are going well, uh, not when things are in shitter. So what you want to do is, for me, I want I just started mapping out things that I'm doing right now as a part of my daily practice, things that are happening um, that are maybe attributing to the growth of my career. And are these things sustainable? Are they defensible? Is there any sort of compelling reason as to why I can say a competitor down the street isn't offering the exact same thing that I am? And I think one of the ways we fool ourselves as any business owner, but especially in real estate, we, we say things like oh, Zillow or, or Redfin or that agent down the street, like they're totally not the same as me. I'm like way better. I'm way more seasoned. I, I have way more expertise. And what, what doesn't matter at all is if that's, even if all of that's true, all that matters is what's at the surface level in a consumer's perspective. And if a consumer believes that Redfin is the same as you and they go with Redfin, doesn't matter what the truth is, the, the reality is you lost, you know? So for me, that was kind of an honest conversation that I was having internally. And so I started to really think, well, what are things I could do? You know, I've got these five-star reviews. I've got some referrals cooking, that's all good. But when I really comb through and read these reviews on Zillow, sure, they might be five stars, but the commentary in there is what was the most alarming because people are like, Jay's the best. He is always on time to every appointment. He's super knowledgeable about this neighborhood. We got the home of our dreams. And oh my God, everything was so organized every step of the way. And I'm reading these and like my eyes are getting bigger and bigger thinking, holy shit, like that is not good. <laughs> that is like just me doing my job. And the fact that someone thinks that is a five-star review, meaning A plus 100% could not be better. Um, is there anyone else within a five mile radius who can be punctual and knows the neighborhood and all these things? The answer is hell yes. And that's definitely not enough for my business to be defensible. So that was very eye-opening to me, not only to outline what I could and should be doing to go above and beyond, but really demonstrating the white space as to what a consumer's perspective is on paper. They say five stars for showing up on time. They say it's 100% for me getting the deal closed. So if they're giving me five stars for that, what would it look like if they had the most insane experience they've ever had? And what would that do to my repeat and referral business? So that's kind of what started cooking in 2014, I'd say. And to answer your question, which eventually leads us to Client Giant, in 2014, I started mapping out what a typical real estate transaction looks like, whether it's a buyer or seller, 
what's the whole process of what's going on? Kind of zooming out entirely of the real estate mindset and saying, what's happening in this person's life? You know, in this person's life during this time, they are coordinating all kinds of things that have nothing to do with the deal directly. They have to do a move. They have to um, figure out utilities transferring over. They need to figure out their mail transferring over. They need to figure out maybe the new school district for their kids and on and on and on you go. Well, I started just writing all these things down and thinking, what are ways that I could just be eliminating these pain points proactively for the client, which is not a real estate agent's job typically, um, and also express gratitude and appreciation along the way in ways that were thoughtful and not self-serving. So no branded trinket showing up to their front door, no stuff that points back to me. And in coming up with that list, I kind of put together this framework of, okay, these timelines are what I'm going to work against. And, you know, in real estate, a very hot topic are closing gifts. So people are like, oh, what am I going to get when I show up with the keys? And I never really liked that because A, it solidifies the ending of a relationship. And B, it, it feels very quid pro quo. It's like, you know, you trusted me with this transaction. So I'm giving you this bottle of wine. And like, how much was your trust worth to me? It was worth this much, you know? Um, it just is not the message I want to convey to my clients. So in mapping these things out, I said, okay, well, let's see, what would it cost for me to have moving boxes sent to their front door with packing tape and moving supplies and all those things like the first week of escrow? Um, that's something I should take care of for them. Uh, what if when their loan gets approved and they are finished with the inspection, appraisal comes in, all that stuff, and they kind of have the sigh of relief that the deal is going to happen. What if, what if that called for congr congratulations before the closing? Um, and what if a bottle of wine showed up at their front door then saying, hey, sit back and relax. The hard part's over. Like, enjoy this while we wrap this up for you. And so I started mapping all these things out. And then I started implementing them into the, into the real estate business. So for me, I immediately stopped anything that I was trying to do, like just sold and all this stuff. And it's fine to do all that stuff. But in reality, it just lives in a marketing bucket. And I was... I was pivoting everything to be more of a hospitality bucket. Um, and that I felt, again, as a consumer, would have much more of an impact on me personally. So I wanted to do that. So I was investing in that. And at the end of the day, um, it paid dividends. I was building an army of repeat and referral business without ever having to ask for any reviews, any referrals or anything, because I was taking this new approach where instead of showing up on time and getting a deal done and saying, hey, Darren, will, will you go on Zillow and do this five-star review? And you're like, yes, sure, that's fine. And realizing all the while that those reviews are so diluted. I mean, you, you ride in an Uber and you show up alive, you give given five stars. Like, was it really five stars? Like, probably right. not. Um, so for me, by doing this new thing and long, long after the closing as well, I mean, 30 days after closing, I would have a local restaurant call these people and say, hey, this, I'm calling on behalf of Jay O'Brien. Congratulations on um, the sale or purchase of your home. Uh, he wants to send you and your wife, you and your husband, you and whoever to dinner for two on him. Uh, round trip transportation will be provided for you. When would you like to come in? They take the reservation right there on the phone and, and they get wined and dined. They never see a bill and that, that would happen after every transaction. So what was happening is naturally, without me having to ask for it, you're creating these shareworthy moments where people are taking maybe pictures of these things arriving at their front door or pictures or video when they're out to dinner. You know, they're posting on Instagram story, Facebook, static posts, whatever. They're tagging you. It's like marketing you can't pay for and you're just not even asking for it. So what ends up happening is when 
I was selling real estate from 2011 to 2014. I was getting referrals, like I said before. I call these passive referrals because if somebody's out and about and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I, we're they're with a couple or something. The couple's like, yeah, we're looking to buy a house. They probably were saying, hey, you should call Jay. He's a really good agent. He helped us, us out or whatever, but, which is great. But if that couple on the other end says, oh, that's cool, but like we know this guy and uh, he's going to take us out this weekend, that's probably where it dies. Like it's, it's over, right? Like this person has done their job by referring. They're probably going to say, oh, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, call Jay. That's passive. By going above and beyond with these dinners and moving boxes and all these things, it started to create passionate referrals where now if that couple on the other side was like, oh, we're going out and seeing homes this weekend with this other guy, they probably actually would be relentless in passionately referring me saying, oh, no, 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 you, you really have no idea. Like this isn't just your normal agent. Like this guy took care of everything start to finish. I'm telling you, we felt zero stress. I mean, long after the sale, we were getting all kinds of pampering and surprises. And I, I'm telling you, you're not going to be treated better by anyone but this guy. So now more and more people doing that, it starts to grow exponentially, right? And I'm, I'm just putting more and more money into this channel of people who have already trusted me, rather than trying to go wider and cast out a net for these online leads and stuff. So, Surely. you know, that eventually leads us to building a company that does this for other people to answer your question in the longest way I know how. Um, <laughs> And, and that's the credibility. That's the, the qualifier is that this isn't some idea that uh, I came up with, Hey, you know, it'd be a cool money-making idea. If I hit up a bunch of real estate agents and this, it's like, what ended up happening was in 2015, I won uh, 30 under 30 with the national association of realtors and more and more accolades as the years went on, uh, which, you know, people want free content. So I'd write articles for different publications. I'd go speak like at Inman, you know, and, uh, and kind of just lay out the blueprint. There's nothing at all in it for me other than to just share the wealth. And um, at the end of the day, like we said at the beginning of the, the call, is like it's still a lot to do. It's a lot to remember. People would forget. They wouldn't do it or whatever. And after several years of doing these speaking engagements, I was like, you know what? I think, I think there's a way to just automate this and do it in, in the right way and do it for people. And that's how Client Giant was born. Love it. Is there... So... I mean, is there too much you can spend on your clients as they close? I mean, there's five, seven, eight years of a journey between this. I actually wrote a little message to my my uh, email series agents that get a weekly message from me every week. And I said, hey, congratulations. You've just had the best year of your life, right? Because most people have in 2020. You've just banked the biggest group of people that are the farthest away from ever buying from you again, <laughs> right? Because there's that, yeah. that. And I said, so now what are you going to do, right? And it's, this is mindset you need to switch on. So I've, I've, I've suggested in, in a lot of the stuff I've written and shared is you almost can't spend too much because when you run the math as crazy as it is about spending hundred bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks a client per year in between. It would be crazy to imagine that the ROI doesn't work in your favor when you show care long-term, but it seems most agents are so scared to buck up beyond that closing gift, right? Can yeah. you speak to that? The ROI on that? Absolutely. It's like paradoxical because, you know, these agents and it's not just agents, it's real estate, it's real estate brokers, it's lenders, it's any business owner. Right. Um, they get in their own way constantly. And so a lot of this is we're just helping people get away from that. Forget client giant, do this on your own. Like, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, you're going to be hard pressed to find something as cost effective and whatever, especially now, you know, with, with how 
big of the, the volume we do is. So to answer your question, um, sure, of course, there's probably a limit as to what would be too much. I mean, you go buy everyone a car, you're probably not going to net a positive ROI on that. But to your point, like a real estate commission check, I don't care what market you're in, is not an insignificant amount of money. And it's a question I would get asked all the time, like, oh, geez, dinner, all these people, like, oh, guys in Orange County, like he's freaking crushing it. Like, no, I was never a luxury agent. Um, pretty much all my my clients were first time home buyers. I was selling condos, you know, like the differences. And this is just a mindset that I've had most of my life. And you can uh, you can learn more about this whole ethos. It's not client giant related at all on a podcast called The Lift, which we did 14 episodes on. And it speaks to this, which is just the the giving nature that we possess, like just giving back and giving to people. So if I had a paycheck for 10,000 bucks, um, would I spend a thousand dollars on that person? A hundred percent, like without even thinking about it. That's it. to me, it's a no brainer. It's like, okay, so hold on. I get to keep 90% of it. And then I get to secure somebody being a client for life and anyone and everyone they know this. Why are we even talking about this? This is a no brainer. Whereas most people are thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. What if, what if I just did one thing and it was a hundred bucks and like, and maybe it was like something that had my name on it that way. Anytime they saw it, they like would remember who gave it to me. I'm like, oh my God, dude, you're, you're, there's, there will be no business coming your way. Just watch, you know? So they're, they're getting in their own way constantly. And to your point, if you just do the math and pencil it out, like we'll just use top of mind with client chat as an example of this. Um, this is $99 in the US. It's $149 in Canada just because it takes a lot more on the hard cost. But let's say, um, what's an average commission in your market, Darren? Ours would be probably 8,300 bucks. 8,300. Okay. So let's say you took care of a hundred past clients. All right. You're like, I want to put a hundred of, of people I know, I trust, they like me, they know who I am. I've done a deal with them, a hundred of them. So already you're saying I'm, I'm going to create a pool, an audience of people who know me as opposed to like a farm or like cold marketing of any kind. Like this is hundred hot, hot, hot uh, leads, if you will. Okay. So you put them on top of mind. For those of you who don't know what top of mind is, it's quarterly gifting um, system. So every three months or so, your client is surprised with something that's just completely thoughtful, selfless. It's usually relevant to the season on some level. Uh, the one that just went out for fall was a Delo Reed Diffuser Kit, which is a name brand. These gifts now retail between $30 and $40 a pop. So it's a quality gift. We use a variable note addressed to the client by name, the message, and then um, from you. And again, we do everything. We do the messaging, the shipping's free, everything. So assume you're in Canada. Assume it's at the highest price of 149. That's 15 grand for the year, right? 15,000 bucks. So 100 clients, they get four gifts each. That's 400 gifts, which is 400 touches, which is 400 share-worthy moments, right? It's going to cost you 15000 Now, you think about this. What happens when that D-Lo Reed Diffuser shows up at 100 people's doorsteps this week? What do you think happens? Do you get any text messages? Do you get any phone calls? Do you get any tags on social media? Do you get any knee-jerk referrals of people that are like, Darren, oh my God, this is amazing. By the way, like, uh, you know, I've been in this house for five years now. What do you think it's worth? Or, hey, I was just speaking with my brother-in-law. He wants to finally buy a house. Like, people have this sort of, like, I call it the law of human reciprocity because you do this and naturally this person wants to do something back. Like you're not asking them to do anything. It's just like they want to, right? They'll, they'll feel their own fulfillment in, in giving back. So fine, that'll take care of itself. The point is of these 400 touches, 
how many of those need to convert into a referral in order for you to net positive? In your case, with 8,300 bucks or whatever you said, your average commissions, it's two, which means 398 of them need to go wrong, right? 398 of them need to yield nothing for you to, to, for you to actually make money. So I'd love to think that people pay client giant, you know, because we're nice guys, but like at the end of the day, it's because they are making a killing off of this as a business model. So that's, you know, that's kind of the way to think about it is that if you told someone, yeah, go on client giant, put a hundred people on top of mine, I, I guarantee you, they're going to immediately see sticker shock and be like, Totally. 15 grand, are you nuts? It's like, just do the math. Are you a business owner or are you not? Like, are you looking at the bottom line or are you not? Because I guarantee you, if you put people on, you'll let those things renew. You'll put more people on because you're just, you found something that's going to make you more money. Totally. Yeah, get rid of get rid of the billboards. Get rid of, the, I mean, you can get rid of that stuff if you just, I mean, you know, you know, we all know people with some incredible budgets blowing a ton of it, driving new inbound leads. And I just keep thinking if they just focus in on what they've already got in this army that is caring less about them every week that goes by because they're not attending to them, they could have stopped spending money years ago and had this monetization machine just from a place of heart and care, um, you know, via a system like yours, or if they just were good at it themselves, right? Yeah, that's kind of the idea. And again, it's, it's not to say that there's a one size fits all for everybody. For me, this was something I wanted to do. And I didn't like knocking on doors. I didn't like doing open houses. I didn't like doing any of that stuff. So I stopped all of them and it worked out fine. But that's not to say that you should do that. It's not to say you shouldn't pay for online leads. I'm just saying, if you're going to look at your whole portfolio, like a bucket, you want to probably pay a lot of attention to this one, which is referrals. Because if you ask any agent out there, what's your favorite source of business? I mean, unanimously, they're going to say referrals. Like they're not like door knocks. That's my favorite source. Like, yeah. it, like, my favorite source is a red hot referral that I have built in forgiveness for and don't need to like grind down my commission or anything like that. That's my favorite. Okay. So what are you doing to get more of that? A, it's nothing. B, it's very little. Or C, it's probably the wrong thing. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, well, I send them like these little things with my face on them every Christmas. Like, okay, <laughs> that ain't going to do it. That's not going to do it. So it's just looking at all of these honestly. And then when it comes to that little sliver of the pie, how, how small or big do you want it? And make sure you're doing the right thing with that, with those resources, because the chances are you're actually probably are already spending that 15 K or whatever that money is. You're probably spending it somewhere already, but how do you want to do this in an impactful way? That's real. That's thoughtful. That's organic and not a way that screams me, 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 you know, totally. and that, that will pay dividends. Well, isn't it something that's, there's a stat out there, 87% or 80 something percent of people polled after a successful real estate transition would then use their realtor again. So for the most part, we do a pretty good job, all of us, good or bad, five-star, four-star, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it. But then by the time it gets around to buying again, the stats like 10 or 15% actually use that realtor. And if you literally just wanted to curb that stat and not even say I'll get even more, but I just retain the people I had, that should be worth a, you know, a pretty good chunk of money. And even under your model, not a lot over five or seven years, like 1500 bucks to get that 8,500 again. Because if you right. just do nothing like everybody else, there's a good chance you're of the 80% that have, has lost touch. 
And now you've lost that potential revenue. So it's funny, without a referral, just getting them to work with you again would turn a positive ROI of six, 700%, right? That's it. I mean, it's one of those things because that stat, I think it's if 87% of people, I think it's a NAR stat um, that they would use, they say they'd use their agent again. The reason why it's only 12% five years later is because they don't even remember their name. They, you know, it's like, okay, so all I had to do was stay in front of them. And in that case, you can stay in, in front of them probably inauthentically, but why not do something that matters? Why not do something that people will talk about to their friends? And, you know, when we're made to feel special, we can't wait to tell people about it. You know, if you, if you went to go check into some hotel room at some resort on your anniversary and there's a bottle of champagne on ice and flowers on the bed and like, Hey, your first round of drinks on us at the lobby bar with a card from the GM. Like if, if you walked into all that in the year of 2021, like most people, what they're doing is they're walking right back out that room and walking in like it's their first time at recording everything, you know, to, I want to share this with the world. Oh my God, what a surprise. Even though I was just surprised 30 seconds ago by this, they want to share it with people. So why not do that? Because you're going to see your business explode if you do. Yeah, I love it. I mean, the shareworthy moments, I mean, I call them wowie moments, but you're right. We're in the world of, it's never been easier and there's never been more of a push for just people to want to share, share their positives to the world. So sure, we all talk about the, the negative side of that. And we only show these like, you know, these beautiful parts of us, but when something like that is out there, it's going to get pushed better than it ever would have in the past. Like we're lucky as realtors that we get to even provide these opportunities that, that people just want to share you said it. it it's it's luck is right because you're in an industry that allows you to not only have the income with every closed deal to do the moving boxes do all these things but you also have this timeline that you can get creative with that other industries don't have you know if you're underwriting auto insurance policies you think like there's all these cool yeah. exciting milestones you can capitalize on like not really mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I love it. Can you speak to, all right, shoot. I had a, I had a busy year. I'm way behind the eight ball. My CRM sucks. I barely even gave him a closing gift. <laughs> and here we are rounding the corner. Can I just kickstart this now? Any reason why I don't just start? Um, what would you say to that? You kickstart at any time. So some people, I mean, that, that example is actually even easier. All you do is export your list activate them and you're done um and all we need for that is names and addresses we don't need their email addresses or phone numbers or anything like that so that's really easy uh the question we get asked a lot is like man i've been so bad about this for years like you know i've got houses i sold back in 2017 those people never heard from me won't it be weird if all of a sudden they just start getting stuff it's like no not really it won't it'll actually be weirder if you ignore people like if you just if you just started doing it and it became a thing, right. do it. We've done certain Kickstarter campaigns where people went back like 20, 30 years on new home builds that that like when the development started in the 80s and stuff that they did. And they're like, well, let's let's start it with like a Kickstarter campaign that speaks to like how we're gonna start taking care of people, whatever, fine. But if you just start plugging people into this, I I'd be hard pressed to find anyone that's been like, whoa, whoa, Darren who the hell do you think you are gifting me with something after four years? Like, that's just not how people think. Totally. Right. I mean, I I love you. I mean, I I figured that would be the answer because it's just like, eventually you're going to have to pick up the phone and call them. So that same weirdness, 
that you think you have, but they're actually wishing you would have probably called earlier. And, and uh, I mean, if you did a five-star service and you talk about seven-star service slot, which is not just completing what they hired you for and actually being reasonable at your job and showing a bit of care, right? You can elevate beyond that quote unquote five-star. Um, they'll be half happy, right? Absolutely. I do find too, I had this just the other day where a past client that consumes a lot of my macro content, right? Like the email newsletter that goes out, they know it's to everybody, right? Of course it says mail merge to their name, but, mm -hmm. but they feel like they're still staying in touch. And then when you do connect, they, they, if it's done authentically, they know you're in their circle. You almost have a bit of grace period versus the online lead that's like, you know what, if they didn't get back to me in 15 seconds, I'm on to the next guy, right? So I had an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm actually quite busy, but would you mind if I got this back to you in two days? But because of that relationship, it's like, yeah, no problem, we get it. But if that was the online lead, you're gone and it's 16 websites from now and there's no chance you get them back. Yep, I talk about it all the time. It's, I just, I call it built-in forgiveness, you know? Like if, um, if I'm looking for a financial advisor or like a general contractor or something like that, right? And someone's like, oh yeah, you got to call Jim. Like he's the best. And so I call and he doesn't pick up and I leave him a voicemail. What do I care? I'm, I don't want to keep shopping, right? I like call me back in four hours, call me back in two days, you know, say, Hey, I, I'm busy. I'll get back to you on Friday. I don't, I couldn't care less. I'm, I'm going with you because you were highly recommended to me, you know? And so you're to your point, you have a bunch of built-in forgiveness, but if this is an online lead or it's a, something coming in from a flyer or whatever, I mean, you know, you're an agent, you, you hear these calls, like people are like, Hey, what do you think this house will go for? The guy down the street thinks he could get it for this. Hey, he'll, he'll take this commission instead of this. Like you're already fighting this battle. I mean, and people are like, God, you, real estate's 24 seven. I'm like, dude, not in my world. Like, I, it's just, sorry, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it for me. I like need to live my life. And uh, that's why I chose to focus on referrals and, and treating people exceptionally well so that they could get in line rather than, me knocking on doors, begging for people to do business with me. And then it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm answering my phone or I'm on vacation. I feel guilty that I'm out of town. Like, forget it. That's just no way to live. I'd never wanted to do that. You've got something on your website that I love. It's probably on there a few times. Thank outside the box, right? Yeah. Thank outside the box. And it's um, a lot of, you know, some, do you ever get the objection to say, you know what, when it comes to closing, I just personalize my gifts so much. I love running around because of this dog food store, this, that, and everything. And all of a sudden you've spent 16 hours and you've created this curated box and you feel so good about it. And then you're like, well, I like what you're saying, Jay, I get it. What you and Darren are talking about makes sense. But then if something shows up that I had no idea about what it is and how it lines up with my client, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. 27 months. How do you, how, how do people get over that to say, you know what, like, I get it. There's maybe a law of diminishing returns, but like, how do you answer that question? Yeah. So first and foremost, um, custom tailored gifts is something that client giant does uh, specifically for that reason. We take it a step further though. We'll actually dig into the client's uh, social public record, any de details that the member has inputted about them and then craft a gift for them. So it kind of takes care of that curating part. Um, the first part of your question is the person who likes to do it. And they're like, I like to go out. I like to spend 16 hours and craft this perfect blah, blah, blah. It's like the same people that are like, Jay, I know that you hired a staff to like be a, 
the one showing the properties and being at the home inspection, but like my client likes for me to be at the home inspection. He's like, okay, that's, that's all fine. You need to ask yourself a serious question. Are you prepared to be a real business owner or not? Like, because if you're doing these things to get more deals, you need to fast forward to what a winning scenario looks like. If I'm doing 10 deals a year today, what's the plan? Is it to do 20 deals next year and then 30 the next year? Is it to do 100 or like, is it just to do 10 a year? I don't know. You have to ask yourself that question. For most people, I think that they're of the mindset that more is better. So they want to create their business in abundance. Driving around for 16 hours after every closing is not a sustainable practice. It is not a good use of time. You are taking money out of your pocket. It's not smart. So like, it's that simple. I, I do hear it a lot. You know, we bake for the holidays. We love doing it. I mean, it's God, it takes up a whole week. You're like, okay, well, like, are you a baker or are you an agent? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? Because you can't do it all. And so that's the first piece of it. The second piece of it, which um, is basically, well, God, I don't even know what you're going to send. And like, this is a personal relationship that I'm trusting you with. What, who knows if this is completely offbeat that something you get, which kind of ties into the earlier question of, how are we even credible? How are we even the people to do this for you? You know? So first and foremost, there's visibility and control every step of the way with client time. Top of mind does work a little bit differently in the sense that um, it's, it's chosen by client giant and we tell you what it is just two weeks before it goes out, as opposed to the other ones where you get a two day notification via email. Hey, this is what we're sending out. Here's what it looks like, whatever. And then if something for whatever reason needs to be changed, you need to change the message or whatever you could, I'll tell you the, the analytics we have on that, the stats we have on that, very, very, very few people do that. They just, I mean, what usually happens is like, damn, that's, that's good. That's, you know, or they don't even look at it anymore. There's a guy that I met up in Washington at a speaking engagement like I don't know, a year and a half ago before COVID hit. And uh, he comes up and he's like, he's like, oh my God, client giant. And he starts like pitching client giant to these other people that were surrounding him. And he's like, I've been using them for three years. They're the best, whatever. And so I started asking, like, yeah, okay, so you know, like, when you go in your portal and you know this, and he's like, can I just be honest with you, man? He's like, I, I just, I've never logged in again since I put everyone in. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, it is all there. You're just not even looking at it anymore because you trust it so much. Um, but here's, here's the thing. Most people, they, like I said, they get in their own way and they start to overanalyze, like, oh my God, this could offend my client. This could be bad. We've been doing this a long time. And at this point, we're in all 50 states and Canada. We have to consider every gender, every race, every age, uh, gay or straight, er any, everything you can imagine. Are they in Washington? Are they in Florida? We have to think of every single thing so that the gift feels thoughtful and impactful while at the same time not being pigeonholed to like this gift makes no sense. So if you look on the website, you'll see the last four gifts. And you'll probably see like, oh, wow, that actually does play. Um, but at the end of the day, thoughtful message, thoughtful gift, showing up at random. Again, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who gets this. They go, what is this reed diffuser? Like, why would Darren think I need a reed diffuser for my house? Is he saying my house smells bad? I, I'm never calling Darren again. And like, this is literally what some agents think. Right. Like that, that goes on in their head. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> just just do it plug in your hundred people or whatever and just call me back in six months and tell me it didn't work you know yeah i love it i love it yeah so that i mean so what you're saying is i mean the testimonials are themselves just speak to agents overthink it they get in their own way they just find every excuse not to just do the simple thing of course your product just takes all this all of this away for us 
it's not like this podcast to pitch client giant, but the reality is client giant serves, uh, serves something that us as realtors just are so bad at doing. We should be doing more of it. And Jay's got it figured out. So, I mean, it, it just makes so much sense. The other thing I love about your website is, is it, if you have the power to make somebody's day, you'd be crazy not to, right? Like, I mean, if you just went into the day, every day as a realtor with that kind of concept to say, how many people could I make their days? And like, that was how we operated versus like the rest, like that alone could change the trajectory of our careers, right? Yeah, take client giant out of it, take real estate out of it. Um, just that philosophy in general, the first time I ever said it was on a podcast that I ran back in 2015. Um, so way before client giant and speaking toward, um, again, that giving nature of what does that mean when, uh, you're in line at a drive-through, what does it mean when you're opening the door for somebody? What does it mean when you could donate or what does it mean when you tip the valet, but instead of, uh, two bucks, it's 10 like, Oh wow. Like shit. That's a $10 tip for a valet. I usually don't do that. Like, yeah, but it's eight bucks and you'll forget about it by tomorrow. And you will have just made this guy's day in one second. Um, so it, it's not even within the realms or the confines of just real estate or client giant. I mean, this was a philosophy that we've lived by for years. And like I mentioned earlier on the podcast, the lift, we reference a lot of these things and we reference, uh, I believe it's the, the season finale of, of that episode 14, where there are several examples of this um, including just eating out at a restaurant. And when you're there, you get great service, writing that person a thank you card the next day. Um, you know the server because they introduce themselves by name. You know the name of the restaurant so you can find the address. You literally write a handwritten card thanking that person for great service, address it to the restaurant, attention the server's name, send it. That's going to blow the server's mind. When, when have they ever received a handwritten thank you card? You just made their day and it took you, you know, two minutes and a stamp. So you can do it all over the place. And we believe that it really starts with that mindset because the people who come in here and they run top of mind like a campaign or they come in, they go, okay, so what's the play here? I'm going to run this for, you know, six months. If I don't get referrals, I'll take these people off, put these people on. Like, You're already losing. You're already losing, man. Um, really by illustrating these philosophies, you are making an impact in ways that you may actually never even hear about. Um, one of the things I reference a lot is like, if you think about your favorite author or actor or podcast host, you know, you think about people in your life who have maybe made a profound impact on you and you think, God, that like the, that thing they said really changed my thinking or that book they read really or wrote really changed my life, you know, whatever it is. And then you ask yourself, have I ever sat down and written a letter to that person thanking them for producing that? Probably not, you know? But here it is, like, they don't even have any knowledge of how much it's impacted your life, but it has. Right. And sure, maybe a quarterly gift isn't that profound, but you are making someone feel a certain way and someone thinks about you a certain way now, and they probably are talking about it. So even if it's not a knee-jerk knee referral, first gifting cycle or two or whatever, these are the things that I never stop. People I sold houses to back in 2012 are still getting these things. And I don't care. And you're right, the diminishing returns, like, Maybe I don't get a thank you every quarter. I don't even care about the thank you. All I, I'm illustrating what's in my heart and I just do that. And they think of you a certain way. And that's kind of how I decided to focus my time, energy and attention. It's just what I like to do. And 
I feel like by, by taking that approach, and I believe most people are good in their heart. They want to do these things like, well, this is a way to do that in a way that's automated and you don't have to think about it. And it's extremely cost-effective. Like, again, forget client giant, do it yourself. I don't even care, but we're just now at a point where it's like, it would be very difficult to find a way to do it that was easier or even cheaper. So that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's just what it's come down to. So, you know, you know, when agents are out there posting videos and they're trying to build influence and they're making posts and they're, they're gauging their love by the likes they're getting the comments and the views, right. But you start something and the most typical response is no views, no comments, no likes. And it's just like, you kind of feel defeated. What, so gifting has to be somewhat the same in the sense that a lot of gifting goes into the black hole where you will do it, but you won't always get the thank you. You always do that. And you have to be okay with that. And now you're spending money behind it. So is it still safe to say with the people that are running quarterly and, and thoughtful gifts along the journey, that's still, if you had a hundred people, you're not getting a hundred thank yous. You're maybe getting 20, you're maybe getting 10. Like tell me about that. Yeah. So let's take it back to like, just uh, forget the philanthropic standpoint. Let's take it back to just like hardcore bottom line business. So I look at everything like a portfolio, just like any good investor would, right? So if I'm going to spend $15,000 on a hundred top of mind plans, um, you want to know where that, where that's going to net out. So let's just say you got one referral every gifting cycle. So you got four in your market, that's 32 to 35,000 bucks, right? So I've doubled my investment, right? I've, I've more than doubled it. So I've made more than 100%. Okay. And that's a very conservative estimate, one a, a quarter, right? So like, that's pretty fair and accurate. And I just doubled my money. I don't give a shit at all about those 96 that didn't come through. I couldn't care less because I just doubled my money. So I'm going to do it again. And maybe I'll hear from a different four next time, or maybe a different six. As long as this is working, I'm not going to get to the point where I'm so greedy that I'm splitting hairs to every little thing and trying to understand and analyze what is truly abstract anyway, which is you're never going to hear from this person goes, Hey, Darren, I'm sending you a listing because you sent me a read diffuser. Like it's never going to feel that quid pro quo. Right. So to dissect the hell out of it and try and really like, okay, we'll pull these five, get these on. It's like, at the end of the day, did this person do business with you? Did they once earn you income? Yes or no? They did. Okay. Do you want to stay in front of them? Yes. Do you want to do it in an authentic way? Yes. Do you want to do it on a regular basis? Yes. Okay. You're done. Conversation over. You might not even see an ROI from this person for five years. Who cares? The other 99 people in here, you will, you know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I love it because it's like, you know, and I, I just, I tell people, just keep talking into the black hole because just like Netflix, we're watching passively. Your friends, the people that are watching you that are consuming your stuff, they learn so much about us. They don't tell us that they're learning. And then that one time they do call you, they know that your dog died, that the new one's named is this. They know it all. Same thing with this gifting. Again, don't expect the thank you. Just do it. Just put it in, let it run. And, and it'll, it'll come through no different than that time that that video compounded over a hundred videos mattered to them, right? 100%. Exactly right. What, uh, you know, I, I know we're short on time here, so let's get close to wrapping, but 
what are you must have read a few books that just stand out that a realtor could take and run around this whole concept of reciprocity, uh, giving. What are the, some of the stuff that you think uh, could be a good pass along? Yeah, um, I mean, for books, when it comes to giving, I really like the book Power of Moments. Uh, super solid. Lots of great examples in there. Um, there's one specifically that speaks to a place called the Magic Castle in LA. Not the Magic Castle you're thinking of, but it's like a little motel, hotel kind of thing. And um, I, I won't spoil it for the listeners. I'd just say, <laughs> pick up that book and read. Um, I believe it's even in the first section of the book. The book is comprised of four sections. And you can see what it does to create an experience for somebody as opposed to just tangible crap that has your name on it or whatever. And that's kind of what we do at Client Giant is we think, well, what's a way to create an experience for people? So in Inman last week, for example, we spent several weeks prior to the conference compiling a list of all the speakers, all the people that were, are going to be my peers at the event, whether I'm speaking on the same panel with them or, you know, they're in a different room entirely. And we built something called the Speaker Survival Kit. So we did custom um, water bottles that are, you know, they're like hydro flasks that um, are well insulated, double walled, that we have their name on it. Okay, their name, not my name, right? Their All name right. on it. Um, throat lozenges, mobile phone chargers so they could charge at the event. Um, and we call it speaker survival kit. So anyway, and in there was a handwritten card to every speaker and just said like, hey, super stoked to connect with you. Awesome that you're speaking. This is something to keep you hydrated and charged during the event. Enjoy. That's it. These people probably have no idea who the hell we are. Sent it off. There's like over a hundred people that got those. Now, all these people saw these overflow water bottles at our booth. They're like, oh my God, how much for a water bottle? Oh my God, can I get a water bottle? It's like, we didn't just send a water bottle. We sent an experience. We did, we sent something that made sense, you know? And um, so as far as books go, I think this really speaks well to that. It's like power of moments. What are things you can do that pack a punch? You know, no one gets these moving boxes in the middle of a transaction. And they're like, oh my God, look at the quality of these boxes. Like, these are amazing. That's not the point. The point of it is not what the gift is. The point is the experience, the thought behind it, the helpfulness that you're illustrating. For sure. Awesome. Now you guys just rolled out something new. Is this the first year you're doing it with the holiday? Speak to the holiday thing. Cause I thought that's, you know, everybody right now is kind of, be, well, not everybody, but you should be considering your final touch point to your database and to your past yeah. clients. And you guys, of course, support that. Explain to me the holiday side. I'd love to hear that from your take. Yeah, we've done holiday gifting actually every year, but like with anything client giant um, related, the way in which we built it has has been intended to be super easy and streamlined. So much like with any sort of like innovation or invention, oftentimes the founder of that or co-founder in this case is doing something that they that would be solving a pain point in their own life. So for me, um, I never wanted to confirm a gift. I never wanted to like write your message. I don't want anything that's going to create a bottleneck for more work for me. You know, so that goes for outside vendors. I hire in my everyday life, like, Oh, great. Well, once you fill out this form, I'll get you going. I'm like, can someone else just fill out the form and I'll sign it? Like, why are you creating all these roadblocks for me? So holiday gifting, we've put together four gifts at four different price points that are experience driven that are related to the holidays. Um, some of them give you the warm fuzzies. Some of them are funny. Um, and that's it. it. Takes care of the shipping, the message, the timing, the 
everything. And so what ends up happening is provided you have your contacts imported in client giant. And if you don't, it's easy to do. You can hit the little live chat button and someone can help you with it um, so that we can import them for you. But what you'll see is this bulk order form. And on the y-axis, it's all the people's names in your database. And on the x-axis, it's a thumbnail of what the image is with the, the note, the way it reads and the price. So you can do it as simply as hit select all, check out, and you're done. You literally just bought 100 gifts in two clicks. There's nothing else asked for you. We already have your credit card information. We already have all these people's addresses. We have everything already done. So now all of that lives in your portal and, every, and tracking numbers for all of them will be populated with two clicks. <laughs> um, or you can actually say, okay, give these 10 people this one, give these five people this one, whatever, like a matrix, and then boom, check out, done. Um, again designed to be extremely easy and you would do your holiday gifting for every single person in your database in a matter of under a minute that's how fast it will happen amazing can you explain so i've got my my viewers are it's probably about three quarters us one quarter canada from what my stuff even though i sit up here north of the border what involved what so the, is it still the top of mind is the the currently the only one running into Canada is that what you have I don't know if things have evolved or changed yeah so in Canada top of mind which is far and away the most popular plan we offer that's the client retention one comprised of quarterly gifting yeah. that is in Canada and so is top of mind plus which is an elevated version of top of mind so that, that higher higher level of gifts and customizable messaging um, those are both in Canada so for your U.S. people that will see everything on the website, situational gifts, transaction packages, that includes the moving boxes, the, the gifts catered to um, specific interests of a client, all those sort of things. It opens up a whole wide um, array of things for the U.S. people. The reason why we don't have those in Canada, in the beginning we did, but with the Postal Service, um, it started to get less and less reliable on timing. And timing really mattered during a transaction package so that when things got approved, boom, this is at my front door and all that. And that was very hard to manage. So the reason why top of mind still works in, in Canada is because this is just four surprise touches that happen throughout the year. So the cadence of them still plays perfectly and nothing is diluted. Um, anything that we can offer, we, we want to make sure that we hit it hard and that nothing is, I mean, we've had people like, I don't care if it's delayed. We still want to do a transaction. And I like, can't do it. Won't do it. Right. Because right. we don't want the experience to be diluted. Um, you know, similarly, people are like, can I just plug in everyone in my farm so they get it? It's like, I mean, no, we don't want you to do that. It's not, it's not a marketing thing where you should be reaching out to people who have never heard of you. It's, it's meant to be taking care of people who have already trusted you. That's how it will be the most impactful. And we don't want to ruin the experience for anyone, including you. I like the, um, the birthday one. How long have you been running the birthday one? Birthday one is awesome. And that one we've been doing now for almost six months. Um, so here's the way the birthday one works. Again, uh, this is a US one. Um, so what you do is you input everyone's birthdays. We don't need years, just month and day. That's it. You activate everyone on the plan. You pay nothing today. So what ends up happening is before your birthday. So Darren, when's your birthday? August 14th. August 14th. Okay. So what ends up happening is on August 4th, the, the process gets started. So the members uh, card get charged. In this case, we charge 35 bucks for the birthday plan. So again, they're doing nothing because it's all automated. 
So I can sign you up for this today. And on August 4th, I'll get charged for 35 bucks. The process starts running. A birthday box is curated and crafted for you. It's like an experiential greeting card kind of thing. It's really cool. It's got like a birthday hat, candle, all the crap. You'll see it in the, you'll see it um, on the website and a card. So all that stuff starts getting crafted. It goes out and you will receive that before your birthday. You'll get it likely August 10th, let's say. And it speaks to that in the note. So something about a birthday is like, there's a lot of anticipation around that. And it's like, you just kind of know when your birthday's coming up, right? Yeah. If I would, if I wish you a happy birthday, you know, August 13th at midnight, it feels a world different than if I wish you happy birthday on August 15th, right? You're like, dude, <laughs> it's over. It's, you know, like it's done. So by getting yeah. there early, it does a couple things. You get this and I'm speaking to, hey, why not kickstart the celebration early? Your birthday's coming up, want to be the first one there, whatever. So A, it kind of gets things going and it's fun. B, it shows that you remembered. There's no way in hell I saw this on social media if you're receiving your gift five days before your birthday. Yeah. Um, illustrates a totally different level of uh, attention to detail. So that happens. And then on the birthday itself, I will receive an automated text, two automated texts. One says, hey, Jay, don't forget today is Darren's birthday. And number two is we've hand, handcrafted the text message for you to just copy and paste to him. And then, whoop, the second text comes in. So all I need to do, again, we take care of all messaging on all guests for you. You just copy, paste into your own thread, done. You don't have to like select and move stuff around. You just move it on over and you're done. So oh, that's been very popular. <laughs> Totally. I mean, that's just, just to be that your best friends, your, your non-clients, your staff, your everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Very cool. And that doesn't work in Canada because of the delay in the Canada post con, you know, would just screw it all up. I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Well, amazing, man. Well, I am a huge fan of your service. I'm a huge fan of the why behind it. And of course, like what got you here and going through the trenches like us, um, I mean, it's an incredible program. I hope people check you out in a big way. Um, I really appreciate the time. I took a lot more than I think I was supposed to, but I appreciate you sharing your knowledge. I've shared, um, Jay's got this seven star customer service video. I don't know if it's on your website or if it's something that people can find easily, but I love it. I've shared it year over year with my agents. Is, is there a place to find that or is it hit me up? Yeah. So the one that you're probably referring to is called delivering seven star service in a three star industry. And it was a talk that I had given at Inman in 2018, which was pre-client giant actually. Um, since then we've done a much more polished version of this. This is the talk I've given all I've given in Canada, South Africa, all over the States. Um, but we, with COVID, and we weren't traveling to do speaking engagements, we did a very polished one. Again, none of it points back to Client Giant directly, so you could use it um, in your office meetings, you could share it with whoever, and it just speaks to the philosophy. It's 30 minutes, and you can find it on our website. This is not the one that you've shared with other people. This is a different one, and it's uh, it goes over kind of what we've touched on today, but really the core philosophy behind everything. If you go to clientgiant.com, You'll see in the navigation something that says learn and um, I believe it's called webinar, but you'll see it there and it's just a video that you can you can register for and see watch it for free and and use it however you decide to use it. Amazing. I love it. Yes. So if you liked what Jay is talking about, I think you can get a sense for what he's talking about works. Please go further, learn a bit more. 
I don't have this book. So I'm going to go grab the power of moments as well. Um, uh, I appreciate that a lot. So thanks again for being on the show, my friend. It was good to finally meet you face to face, even though we've talked uh, and coordinated. So yeah, any final thoughts or we're good to go? I think that's it. Um, if you want to connect with us on social, we're just at the client giant on all handles, um, all platforms, I should say. And we're constantly trying to share stuff for you to take, however, to, to better yourself, better other people. Um, and then, of course, The Lift is the name of that podcast um, we did 14 episodes on that I think also speaks to if you have the power to make someone's day, you'd be crazy not to. And so. is that sit, that sits on all major podcast plays? Yes. And is it L-I-F-T or L-Y-F-T? L-I-F-T. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the I have to ask that because there's a development in town. Of course, they had to make it cool, right? L-Y-F-T. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a cool cat, so you never know, right? So, anyway. <laughs> I appreciate awesome. you having me on. And uh, yeah, anything you guys need, clientgiant.com. We have a whole team of people that uh, are answering that live chat all the time during regular business hours, you will not get a robot and we're here to take care of you and your clients on your behalf. Amazing. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks for your insights. Thanks for your company. This has been another re-education podcast experience. Hopefully you learned a ton and share this forward. So thanks and have a great day, everybody.